Gamescoop. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. We have a very special show for you this week. I am joined by Fran Mirabella. What's up, Damon? Per Schneider. Hey. Brian Altano. Bruh. We are here to <laughs> celebrate an IGN anniversary. Ooh. IGN's wow. 18th today. <laughs> I've been thinking about that all day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, you, you pulled it off well. Uh, IGN's 18th. It launched in uh, 1996 alongside five websites, a family of websites, N64.com, PSX Power, Saturn World, NextGeneration.com, and Ultra Game Players Online. And it was to coincide with the launch of the Nintendo 64, so we share the same birthday. Yeah, right. so the, the, on, on this date, N64.com was the only one that launched, and then the other websites followed like one by one. So before yeah. the end of okay. the year, we had, well, I say we, I wasn't actually there when the site launched. Really? But um, we, uh, you know, IGN had uh, three websites by the end of the year, and then the others kind of followed. Yeah. Who was there? Just the originals that people might remember that were here a long time. So you know, I think on on this day, Doug Perry got hired, and he yeah. uh, you know he ran N64.com at the time, and then later on he brought on Matt Casamassina. He brought me on as well, um, and you know a bunch of people like uh, Eric Macoulier, I think Johnny Simpson Bin too now is over at Twitch was there. Um, you know, the, Chris Anderson ran the company back then. It was called Imagine Media, which right. is uh, you know changed its name to Future, of course. Sure, which is where the original IGN comes from, Imagine Games Network. Yeah. Yeah. What it stood for back then. And that I, name that name actually wasn't used until 97. So right. 90, 96 was all N64.com. It was one of the Imagine uh, websites, you know. And, I, and I've been here for almost six years, and I still forget uh, what that IGN means, Imagine Games Network. Because to me, that's not like... Did mean, right? It, did. To me, IGN is IGN. So many people right? asking us, what does it stand for? I get asked yeah. all the time. Well, well, people make up their own. They, internet they gaming just, news yeah. is the most popular. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. not. Yeah, you usually get the internet gaming news. Like, <laughs> Why are you covering a black cheeseburger? It's, yeah. it's internet. It's no, no. It's not just IGN. So almost six years, eight years for me. Friend, how long? Fourteen years. Fourteen years. Impair. Seventeen. Seventeen. So yeah. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I, I joined when the Imagine Games Network part kicked off. So that was the idea of taking lots of websites and then kind of getting them together to form an affiliate network. Mm -hmm. Some of them, they weren't, weren't owned by Imagine, like uh, Game Sages, Game Facts. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of websites out there that came together. And then, uh, you know, later on, I think, 98, um, uh, we launched a homepage for the first time that kind of combined content from mm -hmm. 30 channels. And so... You know, eventually it turned into IGN.com, and you know, the, we had the logo with a swoosh. You know, the, the kind of uh, yeah. it's like the modern the logo yeah, now yeah, with swoosh, a little yeah. swoosh around it. That stood for sci-fi, by the way. Yeah. We merged with a website I called The Den. The Den was all movies and sci-fi, so that's where that part came from. So it's like this. It's like Katamari Damacy. It's like this ball of stuff that keeps on getting bigger and bigger. A ball of internet. A ball of good. <laughs> yeah. A ball of good. I think yeah. it's really funny that like the company started named after the N64. Because there's like no so, long-term game plan there. It's like it's like naming your website iPhone5s.com. Yeah, like, like, in a year there wasn't much road. precedent. Back you couldn't get away with that. Yeah, today. yeah. hold on. Though. Interesting. Nobody story. called it the N64. Well, at least not Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo always 64. did Nintendo 64 TM all caps, right? Yeah. Like that. They would never say N64. Never refer to it in press releases. It's it's you know us and 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 fans press, started yeah. to call it N64. And so years down the road, Nintendo said. Oh yeah, it's the N64. We should probably um, talk they to talk to Imagine and, and get that back. And they came to us and they said N64.com. We kind of, in the meantime, trademarked that. And yeah. so you know, well, you have our trademark. Crazy? They were super nice about it. We did this thing where we linked to both sites, Nintendo.com and IGN64, which is what we retitled it. Right. Um, linked to both. They were they were super cool. About did it. you sure. sell it back to them? No. Oh yeah. I mean, it was theirs. Could have been rich. Not, you have to remember that this was also a time that. Even when this had happened, Zelda.com, they did not own. 
You guys <laughs> remember right. what it was? Porn site. No, porn site. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So this was that's how early the internet was. Does yeah. that still work? Lycos, Yahoo was the biggest thing. Um, Excite. I mean, it was a different world back then. Hats.com. Yeah. When that led to squatting on CyberSquatting. We had domain squatted on. I think IGN PS2. We used to do that, right? We used to register a domain. The moment a new console was announced, I remember the GameCube. We were dying to know the name of the the site, of course, to tell our users. But before that, to quickly register the domain, Mm -hmm. IGN, GameCube, IGN Cube, and so forth, right? Did you register IGN Dolphin? We, we did, but uh, we didn't know if it was called StarCube, GameCube, or Nintendo Cube. Like, we know those three. StarCube. So well, it was a thing, and so was, we registered all of those. Supposedly one of the names they considered. Yeah. It doesn't even episode. make any sense. Those are it's, two different shapes. Yeah, like, we make sense, so, like, yeah. right? We, it it could have happened. The we is at least a made-up yeah. word. Funny story, that's how we confirmed some of the names, was we had uh, got some source work on... Uh, the name StarCube GameCube, yeah. and I was looking up in the registries mm-hmm. of um, you know the official registry for everything, and Nintendo's name was on a couple things, the address, and so it matched up. That we confirmed they were considering GameCube, and that's mm-hmm. why we had the um, we felt confident enough to launch IGN Cube before they announced it. We launched mm-hmm. before they announced that's it. Right. That's why we went with IGN Cube. So again, different episode, I think. Made them yeah. show their hand. Yeah, that was years later. But uh, 96, man, N64 came out. That's when I found, that's like what brought me Taijian, because I was searching for how to find the stars in uh, in Mario 64. Yeah, yeah, me too. Led me to N64.com, and I read the site going for then, from then. So it's crazy to think that me in college, looking up how to find stars in Mario 64, and now I'm here working uh, host for this site. You know, yeah, so many, 18 years later, it's crazy. It's like you grow up loving Star Wars, and then you like end up working at Skywalker. So I'll it's make you feel old. Dreams yeah. come true. I'll make you feel <laughs> older now. It's like when we when we launched N64.com. Luca Marley hosts hosts our so news out of the UK. Really well, yeah. Was seven years old. Wow, that's crazy. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's isn't that insane? Crazy. Yeah, I, a lot of things like that blow my mind. Like Mitch Dyer wasn't alive when The Legend of Zelda came out. Like, oh my great. god! Like, what? Yeah, but the cool thing is, you know, back then when when the website first went live, you know, there's like one editor with a little bit of help from others, and then you know the team expanded, but everybody did everything. So when you're talking about the star guy to Mario, yeah. there wasn't like a a wiki team or guides yeah. editor. It was all the same guy who also oh, reviewed the games, who then later, you know, made the videos. So it was all kind of, and we I, were just kind of learning the ropes. I love that era too, because just like just like Damon, I think I was, uh, I might have been uh, like a junior in high school, and mm-hmm. I got the N64 in, in what '96, and I was looking up cheats for games, and I found I found IGN64 and. By the end of the year, I would check it every single day, and you know, I would go to the library at school and read up on it. And there was only like four people working there, and I memorized everyone's names. And I would refresh the pages, waiting for you guys to make new stories. And now I work with the people that write those stories, and uh, it takes a lot to actually get a story up. And I used to be like, refresh, come on, where's the new news? Where's uh-huh. more? Where's more? Everything was manual. So n64.com. We actually, one- yeah, thanks to the Wayback Machine, we can oh, take a look it? at n64.com here, Alex, if we want to pull this up. Uh, it's pretty. <laughs> Pretty bare. So it was on can, 640 by 480 resolution. 640, right? yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be this wide. Oh, no Banner way. ads were 468 pixels wide. So it looks like the earliest day we have is December 16th, 1996. Yeah. Uh, what was the news? <laughs> Some hot uh, stuff going best on. Best places to buy the Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. Stores. Mission yeah. Impossible. Oh, yeah. Mission Impossible. Yeah. That game took forever. Yeah, news, games, codes. Codes for yeah. killers. Yeah, I remember doing a feature on Mission Impossible. That's What's right. That, that looked really cool. Yeah. We had a section on out. Otaku. Otaku, so that, that was basically geek culture. Yeah, so yeah, that was yeah. anything like the, a package of Mario shampoo or Zelda cereal, like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, it was just it was, that was games. one of my favorite parts, actually, of the front page back in the day. So if, if people yeah. hadn't made video game cakes, that's where it would have mm -hmm. gone back then, but we didn't quite go to that. <laughs> and we had a data section. So as a who's who, a comprehensive guide to the most significant players at Nintendo, yeah. tech specs, titles in development, Nintendo's dream team, so, a lexicon. So what, remember, the dream team listed, that's awesome. Yeah. The dream team list. I wanted to talk about But that. the awesome thing, back then, Nintendo really marketed, picture, the, picture. They marketed the Ultra 64 as being technologically advanced, right? So terms like MIP mapping and 64-bit, all this kind of stuff was thrown around. And so that's why we created the lexicon. The lexicon. Because nobody knew exactly what that meant. And so that was a popular section of the site. Just explaining all the new terms that people hadn't used up until then. And people so, cared more about that stuff than the graphical improvements. So you guys took a collection of words that people didn't know. Like specular light. you called it the lexicon? That's right. Yeah. It was a word that most people don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a lexicon for that, too. Yeah. So that was didn't it make you want to know so bad, though? Yes. So you had to read what it was. Yeah. And by the way, videos were 160 times 120 pixels. That, I actually really love that because I remember uh, if you go to you go to IGN now and it's just like, uh, check out the trailer for Call of Duty Modern Warfare expansion or whatever. But back then you would watch a video on IGN and it would just be called like Zelda dash zero zero underscore two. <laughs> it wasn't. And it was this, yes, it, totally. And it was this big and it was 10 seconds long. It was a and quick you time. would download it to your desktop and you'd watch it a million times and yeah. you'd invite your friends over and you'd expand it, you'd make it as big as you and it would just look terrible. Yeah. Be like, this game's coming out. It's in Japan right now. It's crazy. And it was, yeah, game. sometimes things were so badly compressed, you couldn't really make it out, you yeah. know? So, of course, every game looked awesome because in your mind, you're like, oh, man, if it wasn't this crappy, tiny, tiny video, this would be amazing. Looking. Yeah, you're filling in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also, I mean, there was a time of kind of seeing a lot of genres evolve for the first time, and that's something that's yeah. hard to go back to now, you know, like seeing like Super Mario 64 for the platformers. first time. Yeah, yeah. You just think about all the games that emerged from those days. Yeah, I mean, like before Super Mario 64, the stuff that was setting that kind of precedent was like Doom and... Yeah, yeah Jumping Flash did some of that stuff, but not as well. But mm -hmm. think about 1080 snowboarding, right? Like that's mm -hmm. the first time where we really felt like this is real snow, you know, you're snowboarding sure. on. Wave race, this is real water. Like everything started to feel real on that on that platform. Yeah. Now you look back and you're like, no, that doesn't look real at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, we, we are going to talk about the N64 quite a bit before we go. Mm -hmm. The earliest IGN page we have access to is December 3rd, 1998. Okay. So this, and this is how, so from 19, in two years, basically, this is what N64.com had turned into. Yeah, so this is right after the other homepage launched that had the content from the affiliates. This actually was now, this is the homepage that shows our kind of owned and operated content. So the, mm -hmm. yeah. what the actual team in-house produced. So we had the first info on Sony's mysterious update. kart racer. What did that turn into? I don't know. What was their kart racer? Um, that wasn't Crash Bandicoot, was it? I think it might have been. It might have been yeah. Crash. Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess it could have been. I think it was. Time. Because Man. Crash was the first memory I have of them doing a copy, sort of, of, of Mario Kart. Do you see uh -huh. that sidebar, and the, the gray sidebar there? Yeah. That's the den, right? Isn't the hot, it? The hot, this is Hot Stories, right? Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah that, this was, uh, just, we slotted other channel stuff in there, like from yeah. Saturn World and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, actually, I wasn't at the Oh, yeah, later, later that became the, the den, so, you know, our part, our um Yeah, our everybody at, at home, it's as small on our screen as it is on yours, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you can look it up on the uh, Wayback Machine, stuff. right? On... Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's not web every webarchive.org. Yeah. Yeah. So, question: Were yeah. you guys the number one site for gamers, or did you just say that back then? We were the number one site for gamers. Out of Proof five sites, who was wrong? <laughs> At the time, I think around that time we had about two million, two million visitors um, a month. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Which back then was huge. Back then. 
you know, especially when you compared it to the rate basis of magazines. But yeah. you were still the redheaded stepchild, right? Like yeah. you'd call a publisher and they'd be like, oh yeah, it's a website. Uh, who's going to talk to these guys? Yeah. Who wants to talk? It's IG. Because back then they used the internet. You had to unplug your parents' phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Plug it in and you couldn't get a phone call. But yeah, com com compared to, to, yeah. to, to today, right? It's like it's two million visitors, not many video views. Now it's 55 million visitors a month, right? Just the scale on like how different it was to run the website back then. Yeah. Like if you broke the website, you know, a couple people would notice. Sure. Not now it's that different. Today, yeah. Now it's a lot of very million, but helpful yeah. people. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. Let us know. Uh, so, Perry, you've been covering games almost 20 years now for almost 15 years. What do you guys think has changed the most? What are the biggest changes that have happened in video games over that time? To covering them? Or covering or the two video themselves? games, Just actually? Well, the gaming I'm, I initially meant uh, uh, to the games themselves, but to covering them would also be interesting. Yeah, well, so to I think covering games themselves is interesting. Um, just like it's so easy to take technological advancements now for granted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm playing Destiny and um, you know, it's great to not have to worry about those aspects, actually. But it's pretty, you know, amazing in games like that, which they, they're able to achieve. And the difference is back then, that's why we had the lexicon, was it was amazing when they got bump mapping to work on GameCube and they got specular highlights to do this or that. That, that used to be a thing, and it's not anymore. So I don't think we think about how mm -hmm. sound's implemented. right? You, just to get voice on these carts for N64, right? that you wrote about, you'd probably write five features on voice samples, right? Like, and, and, and can, I could, you know, just kind of from experience back then, sometimes we'd see um, games that weren't finished for the N64, and they'd mm. be running nicely. Nicely meaning 30 frames per second max, right? And then the developer's like, yeah, we haven't added audio yet. And because you had to trade everything Certain off, physics, right? You yeah. Add, the more audio channels you added, the more sound effects you added, the slower the game engine would run. And so yeah. they had to re be really economical with, uh, with all the components of the game. And so nowadays you look at a game and you look at the new Assassin's Creed and there's like hundreds of people walking around. They can sure. realize like these big wars now. Um, you couldn't do that on the N64, right? You had to fight for every little character and every little piece of, you know, piece of uh, the landscape that was out there. Yeah, and, and maybe a better way to sum it up is it mattered more that they were able to achieve some of these, just what seems basic now, a, a shadow, you know, uh, that the waves moved, that the <laughs> yeah. sun was a real light and not just like a color yeah, in the sky. I, so that mattered a lot more back then. I remember then. reading a story on IGN64 about uh, the the hair textures <laughs> in Star Fox Adventures. That that's was right. just like, uh, Star Fox for Adventures game. on Dinosaur Planet for Game Oh yeah, the, that's the, right. <laughs> that was like, Look at look at this tail. Yeah. Look at this hair. Like we you were so excited in pictures, yeah. and you don't really see stuff like that anymore. Where it's just like, is this the best hair in video? Games? Well, like, now we're just like, you better have some though. damn good hair. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, people made a big deal about oh, how that's good right. Right. Her, on the PC on version, PC. right? Well, yeah. everything was very cartoonish before, right? And then you mm -hmm. get a game like Shadow of the Shadow of the Empire, right? Like yeah. the, the N64 Star Wars game Shadows. Um, and you like look at the the main character, and his hair looked like looked like Rocky Road ice cream. Yeah, you know? it's like this kind of stretch <laughs> texture, and you're like, ah, it looks kind of weird, but it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So a lot of that kind of stuff was happening yeah. where um, they were they were really squeezing a lot of the hardware. You get games like Turok, where the developer said, "I want this game to run smoothly," and so they pull fog. forward the fog yeah. barrier, right? And like you have all these trade-offs at the same time. Man, think about the trails they blaze, like. Mario 64 was all about figuring out, figuring out how to use a camera in 3D space. And the controller was designed around that too. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's just, in hindsight, when you go back and play this game, 
it's amazing what they pulled off. You know, struggling with all the technical hurdles of the platform to actually evolve these gameplay elements and kind of figure out, hey, it's really hard to judge um, 3D distance in a game like that. Therefore, we're going to give you all these these uh, aids, like being able to turn the camera. And mm-hmm. that's so why cool. the shadows underneath them that way. That's not right. Affected by the light in a certain way. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the trailblazing aspect is huge too. I think for sure. And the the second part is, I think. The N64 really was the first party console. It had four controller ports, right? You could play on the same screen. This is the age that gave us GoldenEye, where first-person shooters were not a thing on consoles at all, and suddenly GoldenEye just made everybody play it and, and never stop. Even though it was so challenging to see your screen, the frame rate was bad, but it was so much fun. Mario Party started mm-hmm. there, right? All mm-hmm. these Smash Brothers, all these four-player games started there. And it kind of, that was the prototype of online gaming, you know, getting together sure. with people and playing. and. Um, just cool to look back. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking, uh, so I came to Taijin in uh, 2006, and even since that time, wow. there's obviously been huge changes, right? But I think the biggest changes I've seen have been uh, consoles going co- being connected online. Yep. Uh, so when I started, the 360 was out, uh, but I, was, I didn't have one yet, so I had like a PS2, GameCube, Xbox. But now, and so you, like, you would just turn on your console and it would launch right to the game and you just mm-hmm. play the game and that's yeah. all you did with yeah. your console. Yeah. Right? They didn't have home screens, right? It was so fast, too. all this other stuff. Yeah. yeah, so like now you turn on your PS4, your Xbox One, there's just like, you see what your friends are doing, there's Choose advertisements, your, your there's stores, yeah. you can, there's other apps, you can watch, you know, stream movies and TV shows. It's just, there's so much more to do. It's like turning just, on uh, like a television now where you're just like, what do I want to do? And there's just yeah. like thousands of channels in front of you. But yeah, yeah, I remember when it was just like, you hit a button and you played a video game. It was yeah. like, well, that's... Yeah. But it was nice too. And that was, you know, what was special about <clears throat> the N64 was on the PlayStation, you had, you had low times, right, in the Dreamcast later. It took a while to get going, and N64, you just plop in the cartridge. You can't destroy this thing either, by the no. way. Like, you throw it <laughs> off a roof, and it still works, right? Yeah. And, like, everything just worked. You didn't even have to, te- like, with Nintendo games, you didn't even have to worry about a memory pack because they built the, you know, the the, the saves right into the game pack. And yeah. it's just, yeah, those yeah, were the Nintendo, days. Uh, was so, like, uh, passionate about low time. <laughs> I know we had this like tape. Damn, I taped it down so you wouldn't okay, like knock it over. <laughs> we'll we taped it. down the joystick. I don't need to pick it up, but I just wanted to point out the, the, the choice to go with cartridges for the 64 was. Not a good one, maybe. Well, there was a, they had a good yeah. reason. They had a good reason. Big, so that's what I was just getting into, yeah. The PlayStation was out and the Saturn, they both were disc based systems. Uh, Nintendo decided to go with old school cartridges because it was the fastest media. Come on. Right? Oh, right? But I mean, that's, that's not that's why. That wasn't? No, yeah, money is the okay. reason. So Nintendo. First of all, you know, Sony had co-ownership in the CD medium, right? Like paying a licensing fee for for its new enemy probably wasn't such a a great prospect. And they had dabbled with uh, CDI, with Philips as well, with Mm -hmm. a partnership to build a CD drive, right? Everybody, by the way, before this thing came out, everybody thought it would be Mm CD-based. And then they pulled back. No, it was about controlling the manufacturing process, right? You you were printing money. If, let's say, you know, Acclaim makes Turok, Acclaim had to guess... Oh, we're going to sell a million copies of this game. So then they pay a licensing fee to Nintendo, be on the platform. Then they order a million cartridges from Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo gets paid for those cartridges. If, if Acclaim doesn't sell them, Nintendo still got paid. That was the reason they yeah, wanted that, to control the channel. That wasn't new either. I mean, they did that all the way back to the NES and Famicom days where they, yeah. would, uh, they would just, they owned the molds to these things. Yep. 
and they sold them back to people. And you you would sell them for, you know, uh, like an N64 cartridge would go for like 20, 30 bucks, whereas a CD would go for a couple of, a yeah. couple of dollars. So it, it was a great business model for them. Of course, it cost them some third parties, right? Square, yeah. Square famously was in development with Final Fantasy VII for the uh, N64. We, we saw footage of it, mm. and then they canceled that because of the economics. And some smaller publishers had a really hard time, even at the end of the Super NES um, era, making this cartridge system work. Right? Yeah. Now, the second thing, speed and all that, absolutely true that there were huge benefits, right? But, I mean, an, a disc-based N64 probably would have sold way more than the 30 million units that it sold, and it probably would have given the PlayStation a bigger yeah. run for its money. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was mostly about money. Of but course. that being said, they'll use excuses like, we couldn't have done Super Mario 64 on those systems. And they're right, you couldn't have done it that way. You've been waiting between all these areas. Yeah. It kind of would have sucked. Yeah. So I do agree with where they wanted to go with it, but... The end of the day, that it started with the finances. Yeah. I think I think the the durability was a nice uh, bonus on top of everything else too. Like you said, I mean, we had we had these things back in high school, oh, and yeah. we would just get in yeah. arguments, playing games, and throw throw the controller around and break things. Use it as a hockey buck. Yeah, sure. There was sure. an argument too, Still right? Like, CDs scratch. Yeah. So, you know, the, yeah. I mean, people marketed solutions for like scraping down your CDs to make them work again and all that. Dis right? They had like disc clean devices. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not remember, yeah. a lot of people had to turn their PlayStation upside down to get yeah. the drive to work. Yeah. It wasn't as sturdy. Yeah. As yeah. yeah. So that it was. A, I never had any problems with no. playing. Uh, yeah. With playing N64 games. Yeah. 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 It just worked. It's a well-made machine. Uh, except for all the third-party stuff. Look at this. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have the official. You've got a here, you've got a third-party like memory card in here. That's, uh, that's Those the best way failed. to get rid of your uh, your failed. saves. Yeah. Shipped with well, it didn't ship with, but uh, it launched with two games. Uh, yeah, Mario 64, which we I've got footage of running here, and Pilot Wing 64. Yep. yep. Uh, obviously, Mario 64 was incredible. Yeah. It is. It's my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Still uh, good. Pilot Wings was more of a demo. They were able Who's to make playing it. Here? Who's running into that wall? That's it's uh, Justin Davis and Tim Gettys. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Wait a yeah. call now. Yeah. Long time ago. Um, How do those guys get jobs here? <laughs> He's just running in circles. Uh, this is from our recent 125. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, the perfect game to show off the system. I saw this game at a, like a video rental store yep. in, in Kansas City. Toys R Us. And Me like, too. But like it was before the N64 was out, and I played it, and it blew my mind yep. being able to play Mario in 3D and to be able to look around and the verticality of the levels. I could not believe it. Unfortunately, like I'm, I'm a little sad. Like I don't know that I'll ever have that feeling again from playing a video game. Did you play yeah. Oculus? I have played Oculus. I, so I feel Oculus. like Oculus I feel like maybe. that's another one of those yeah. moments where you go like, oh my god, there's something yeah, like very different, the right? That's the next. I, I mean, step. with the right game. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, the the first time Mario, the pipe comes out of the ground at the beginning of this of, of this in the courtyard, and Mario jumps out, and you stand there, and you're like, is this a movie? Yeah. And then you move the joystick, and you're like, I'm walking, <laughs> and you push it down, and you're like, I'm running. Yeah. yeah. And then you the start jumping. Was awesome. Oh my god, yeah, it was just like. I'd never, I've never controlled anything like that yeah. before. And you spend so much time just in the garden, right? Going onto the tree, doing the handstand, jumping, yeah. Yahoo, yeah. like oh, <laughs> going into the water, and like that was so special about this game is that they knew it was fun to just move the character around, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And then I would, you, you also can't underestimate how solid the visuals uh, were back then. You compared it to a game like Tomb Raider, a really popular game. Every texture you walk by like adjusts as you move along. Like it was really twitchy. PlayStation uh, developers got much better later on, but when this came out, everybody's looking at the screens and going like, "My God, everything is just there and not jittery yeah. or twinkling." Yeah, I mean, N sixty four was uh, 
very hyped. They worked with a Silicon Valley company to build the hardware. Yeah. You know, there was rumors it may have even been more powerful if they had gotten certain <laughs> things right and had more time. But it really, what in some aspects, it was more powerful than the PlayStation. But um, you know, the PlayStation had some advantages too. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at these people falling off. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's this like is a, this is Jesus. I'm glad yeah, you're calling it out I'm, so we don't... Like, I remember playing, uh, like, Metal Gear on PlayStation, and everything just looked like it was shaking. Yeah. Like, all the... Anytime you move to a certain angle, everything yeah. was all jittery and shaking. Yeah, this, and this has, was like, just all like, this, this filtering and uh, yeah, it was, technologies built into the hardware that helps process it. It was so clean, and I'm really happy that this game was as fantastic as it was, yeah. because after this, there really wasn't much to That's what I wanted for. to say, yeah. There were these two games that launched, and then there wasn't anything for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I remember that's when I... That was I, a big problem. I really got into the... Come on, man. <laughs> what is he doing? Come on. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. <laughs> I feel like maybe they had young pets try out this game. Oh, like, God. Small animals. Yeah. Um, but, but you're right. There was a draw. Yeah, and I remember coming to uh, to your website, and there was the upcoming releases, and uh, a tumbleweed I, just rolled by the yeah, screen. Yeah, tumbleweed rolled by, and I would use that to call all the game stores and Toys R Us's mm. in my town and be like, "Do you have Mortal Kombat trilogy yet?" Because it was the only game on yeah. the list. Oh man, you I'm know? so and sorry. Then, I remember reading things like, "Oh, Smash Brothers, exciting new fighting." Property it from would, Nintendo may not come to the U.S., but so Pilot Wings, by the way, was really good too. Yeah, and I, I never yeah. played that one. I felt like the sense of flying was really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, when uh, you do, um, I have footage of that too, Alex. That I can switch to. Yeah, maybe like when when you're using like the the glider, it just felt so good. Yeah. and so I got cool. a lot of mileage out of that game. It wasn't as good as Mario. I returned it. Really? I did. What's I wrong got bored with of you? it, uh, and I. Um, wait, when did um, Shadows of the Empire come out? Um, right after it, uh, yeah, December. Was, or I think what happened yeah. was I saw that was coming, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with this." Really? Uh, but it was it, there wasn't that much to it. I loved it, but I was sort of done with it after. I, I held on to Pilot Wings for years. Uh, I didn't the 64 version. Yeah, for the 64 version. I never got into the Super Nintendo version, but the 64 version was like I had just gotten an N64. The the sense of freedom in this game <laughs> was <laughs> was excellent. This is all um, I have fun. And there was a lot of cool challenges. Like it was it was kind of a mixed experience because you had. This gyrocopter was okay. The hang glider was great, and then you had the jetpack, which was just impossible to control. Oh man! Um, but it was just cool, just um, flying around this island and doing challenges, and like they didn't much have much in the way of story yeah, I mean, or anything like that. Both but. games had that never been done before feeling. Yeah, right? yeah. And, uh, and that's really what the core of it was. Like, yeah. like you guys said, it's not a feeling that is easily. Yeah, I mean, there are people now that are getting into gaming that won't have that experience with gaming, right? Yeah. It was like when you go to see Avatar, actually, right? That was a big sure. deal. We hadn't gone to the theaters and saw 3D. It, this, that's what this was doing back then. The term. 3D, the sense of freedom was there, right? Like, you're just kind of exploring this island. You could go through a cave and, you know, use these updrafts. It just felt like you were, you could do whatever you want, which, yeah, was, it, which was new to games which were much more confined back then. I mean, the it, it was almost like in the world of transportation, you know, for <laughs> humans, we had cars. And this was the airplane. I mean, sure. honestly, it, yeah. was, it yeah. was a huge deal, and yeah. that's what was happening back then. And it was it couldn't have happened on a a weirder console too. Like when this thing first came out, it was this weird gray box with curves all over it. The cartridges look strange. The controller is still to this day Trident. the most bizarre video it's game so controller weird. ever made. Like you can't. You can't possibly hold it all at the same way at the same time unless you had three hands. I'm like, still convinced it was only made for Super Mario 64, and they said we will just 
we like it for that, so it'll work for the yeah. rest. Like, yeah. That's how Nintendo thinks. Yeah. yeah. Camera controls, but, two buttons for him. I mean, the funny thing about it was like a lot of more casual players thought you had to hold it on the outside prongs when yeah. playing yeah. the middle stick, and that yeah. made it really hard to play when, in <laughs> fact, you were supposed yeah. to hold it like yeah, that. Yeah, we called it the Bowser Claw, because yeah. it just mm. looks like one of his weird feet. So a lot of, a lot of games actually included... Alex, uh, <laughs> thank you. A lot of games actually included like these overlays always saying, no, no, hold it like this. Yeah, no, no, hold yeah, it yeah. like this. Hold it like this. Yeah. And there were very few games that actually had you hold the controller on both the left mm-hmm. side, use the D-pad and the analog stick at the same time. And it was cool, I remember, I, I believe at launch, uh, there were a bunch of different controller colors that you could buy. Which was cool. It really inspired the sort of multiplayer feel. Yeah. It's like I had a black controller. My younger brother had a red one. My younger brother after that had a blue one. I don't think it launched. Really? Because there weren't any multiplayer games, right? No, <laughs> but they well. sold controllers. Because I remember I say I I did the dumb thing I used to do back then when new systems came out, which was I sold all the old stuff. I, I was like, goodbye, one. Super Nintendo. Yeah. I don't need Mario World and Super Metroid anymore. Aww. These games are old junk. And got rid of them. Now I love those games just yep. as much as I love Mario 64. But They were smart. They did the color th- the color thing. Apple did it too with the iMac back then. It was a big, big deal to kind of get people to buy more stuff just because it's it was differently yeah. colored and personalized. Yeah, yeah. And I really like that about the N64 too. There were some odd add-ons too, like in Japan, the 6040D, the disc drive, yeah. there was a modem cartridge, well, that was there was planned. a capture cartridge, there was a microphone for Hey You Pikachu, all this crazy stuff. Did I, I, I never told you guys my, my uh, first night with the N64 story. So I saved up money for months and months and years and I, I, I got an N64, my parents took me to Toys R Us, I pre-ordered it, it was like $250 I think. No, it was $299. $200 at lunch. Yep. Oh, it was $200 I mean, so With the games probably what yeah, you Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean I remember with everything it was like $250, Mario, I got the Mario 64. And I, I, I didn't get pilot wings until a few days later. So I brought it home on a Saturday night, and I grew up in in, New, in northern New Jersey. We had something called the Blue Law, which meant that uh, stores were closed on Sundays. So I brought it home, and I plugged it into my TV, and I heard, it's a me, Mario. And I couldn't see anything on the TV. I could only hear it. Oh, no. And it turned out I needed one of those RF switch things. Oh, uh, oh. And you had the standard antenna yeah. in oh. you. Yeah. Oh, and no. I couldn't do it, and the stores were closed. Oh. So all I could do is hear Mario <laughs> until Monday night when I got home from school. And like Monday morning, I brought in the manual. All my friends were talking about how they played Mario 64 Man. all weekend. And I was like, all I could do is hear it. I couldn't actually see it. Wow. So Monday night, we That's went and bought terrible. the RF switch. It was $35. My wow. dad was like, you owe me. you got to mow all these lawns and all yeah. this junk. Uh, and then finally I got to experience it in all of its what glory. What torture, that's so yeah. horrible. Just the worst. So you just couldn't see it. Yeah, just the worst. You, were you still trying to play it? Of course! You're like, yeah, yeah, with yeah. sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's water in this game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drowning, I think. Uh, in 2009, IGN named the N64 the ninth greatest console of all time. It's a little low. It's a little low. Might Where would you rank it? List, um, higher. I, I'm, I mean, I'm a Super really? NES. We did like a top 25 for console. Fan. I think that's the best console out there. Which one? Uh, the Super NES yeah. is my favorite. But yeah. the N64 was good. I mean, at the time we didn't realize it because there just weren't enough games, yeah. right? Like, you waited for Blast Core, you waited for Goldeneye. It was always kind of like, you know, here's, here's the cracker, you're waiting for it. Good. Yeah. But um, in hindsight, you go back and you realize how many amazing gameplay concepts yeah. started on, the, on so, this machine. Uh, 387 games total released yep. for the Nintendo 64. That's it? Uh, no, you, you say that's it, but like, if, if there were 387 great games, then that would yeah. be like sure. more than you could ever play. Yeah. And back then, too, that, that was a lot. Um, uh, well, so comparison, 768 games on the NES, 
725 games on the Super Nintendo, and 1,100 games on the PlayStation. Yeah. Wow. PlayStation. So, like, over three times as many games yeah. released on, a, a, uh, on its rival. Yeah, it was expensive and risky to make games for this yeah. machine. The games were uh, not cheap, too. I mean, yeah. people talk about how video games are Cartridges, expensive now, yeah. but yeah, they were like... Yes. I remember I bought, uh, like... Because this is back then, you you saved up and you bought every game because it was just like anything that came along. And then you guys would write articles and lie to me about how great they were going to be. Um, no, but you guys, what? you did for what? No, no, no. You got me like, hyped I'm up. just saying you would write so many articles about like because we didn't dark. have anything to I review. Yeah. I know, and I would read every single. I one. went out and I bought like Click. fifty I, previews of Perfect Dark. Oh yeah, I, I went out. Two and I days. Bought, I bought a <laughs> Clay Fighter thirty three. No, you shouldn't have. Third. I, we didn't say that was good. <laughs> I, Clay Fighter, I remember that. We we said this may not be good. <laughs> Do not buy this. Okay, so but you it got was it. like eighty nine dollars, oh. and like that when you're you know seventeen, that's all the money in the world. Yeah. Like that's. And, you know, I mean, congrats I on we buying one of the most racist games ever made. Was it racist? Yeah, it was super racist. Really? Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't Jeez. realize that. You don't remember the poo-poo platter guy? <laughs> no. Oh, wow. God. You guys don't remember that game. Anyway, it was wow. not a good game. But that was the, you know, that was a challenge, right? Like, now you have all these games coming out. People love yeah. reviews. People love to argue about reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, you had like two games out and then you were waiting for multiple months for another one. And yeah. so what you're doing is Desperate. you're creating content around culture. And that mm. was actually, I think, a defining moment for IGN is that we couldn't review games. We couldn't write cheats and guides and stuff. So we started doing Q&As. We created inquiry input, talking with our fans and yeah. really got close with, the, with fans. And I think it just kind of changed the way people thought about you did video like a, game sites at the time, too. A mailbag thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. every day. There was the letter and section a fictional, and a mailbag. Like janitor character? That was, yeah. Yeah. It's a janitor, it was yeah. yeah. Which was a yeah, made-up janitor. Who was, who was <laughs> not a made-up janitor okay. who leaked rumors. We, we, had, <laughs> uh, we have the GameCube master later, later on, right? Yeah. That was, was a mailbag character. Wasn't it? The GameCube master, yeah. From, wasn't it uh, like um, uh, a Yamauchi, undead Yamauchi? Yeah, so was, we, we played a lot on like weird um, stuff. Big Trouble in Little China, had yeah. fun with that, but he would shoot green lasers out of his eyes when Yamauchi <laughs> made announcements, and Matt, guess Messino <laughs> had created all these characters. And that's why Frangoat became famous as yeah. well. Yeah, Goat is so good. A lot of people, I got called in a, a store once, I was in Chicago, buying like a winter coat, and some guy like, Stopped his tracks and ran over. It was like 2002 or something. It was like well, you, oh, Fran you Goat, when, and I was like, "Do you even know my real name?" Like, <laughs> he's like Fran Goat. When I when Aww. I first started working at IGN, I like uh, my bosses at the time. Uh, you know, Tal Blevins and Will Tuttle. They took me out for drinks, and yeah. they called you, and you showed up. Yeah, and I, I never got I never got starstruck. I've met celebrities before. I met like athletes. I never got starstruck or anything. And I met Fran, and I was like. You're Fran Mirabella from IGN. Like, I've been seeing your face and your pictures, and then I remember I came into a meeting the next day, and Pear popped his head in. You guys were you were taking Jessica Chobot to Germany to Gamescom, and you wow. were teaching her German. Oh yeah. And now she, we had to dash it She came in and she did this awful German, and oh, you were like, awesome. "She's working on it. It's great." <laughs> and I was like, "That's the guy from those reaction photos. That's oh, Peter Schneider." Well, yeah, exactly. And it, it totally blew my mind. I remember saying to Fran, like, you're Fran Mirabella. And Fran was like, I'm, like, two years older than you. Why yeah. are you geeked out meeting me? And I'm like, because you're, like... And now you're over that, and you're like, I hate this guy. Now oh, now yeah. I see Fran, I'm like, oh, God. God. Yeah, you run if I'm coming, basically, so... <laughs> uh, Nintendo 64 was the first time a Nintendo console had the same name in all territories. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Which was, by the way, we thought still that, that it was going to be called Ultra 64. Yeah. Mm. And a different name, different characters, Uruto. Nintendo 64. Yeah. Urutora, yeah, which was hard to say in Japanese yeah. for, for Japanese people sure. too. 
So they changed it. I think it was Itoi came up with that. Shigesato Itoi yeah. came up with the Nintendo 64 name, mm. which was playing on the 64 bit that played into their ad campaign, right? Like it was all about power and 64 yeah. bits is better than 32 bits. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and the Atari guys are like, oh, Jaguar has. See, 32 plus 32 is 64 bits. It didn't yeah. matter. Anyway. I miss bits. Resolution yeah. bits is were awesome. Bits. I miss measuring game consoles by bit by yeah. bits. Now it's yeah. just 1080p versus <laughs> 970. It's like, bits, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's always bits, bits are still there, though. It's was a dumb number. Yeah. It's just like my thing's better than yours. Frames per second. It'll be, it'll be tessellations the next. Yeah. Frames per second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. What are the best games for Nintendo 64? Oh, Obviously Mario. Mario 64. Golden Eye. Ocarina of Time. I actually and, like uh, Perfect Dark better than Golden Eye. Really? I argue that's a better game. I like but. some aspects of Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark's uh, obviously Mario Kart 64. Uh, Mario Kart 64. Majora's Mask. Majora's uh, Mask. Blast Core, I love. Banjo-Kazooie. You know, and the Mario parties were actually really good, too. Banjo-Kazooie yeah, was really good. Banjo-Kazooie. A lot of the rare games of the time, Diddy Kong yeah. Racing yeah. was cool. They did a great job with that. Um, I'm trying Donkey to remember. Kong 64, not so good. It's yeah. not, not a good game at all. No. Um, we, and it's, a lot, a lot of it's, hype. But, it's no. weird how within a few years, uh, the 3D platformer was invented and then like sort of destroyed. Like yep. and then it came back, but uh, it turned. The Donkey Kong sixty four got so off the rails and became such a collectathon with everything. Yeah. But yep. um, there were some weird games on this. Blast Core, as we mentioned, yep. was was great. F Zero uh, X was awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, I like ten eighty was good. Wave Race was good. So Wave let's not Race forget some of the great third party games because it's easy to forget them. But um, uh, Ru- San Francisco Rush, <laughs> yeah, yeah. San Francisco Rush was a ton of fun. Um, Beetle Adventure Racing, Chameleon guys, Twist, mm-hmm. Beetle Adventure Racing, Chameleon know. Twist was alright. Come on. It was um, basically like Need for Speed Beetle? before Need for Speed. It was Ogre yeah. Battle. If you were Ogre Battle, it. was good. I wanted to miss. Yeah. It. Oh my god, it's good. Love that, that was game. A great strategy. Game. That was so hyped too because we wanted a game like that so bad. Because yeah. um, PlayStation had so many turn-based strategy games. Turok uh, Two was actually pretty solid. Um, right? I like Ghost that one. It, it ran in HD too. You needed the RAM expansion. Yeah. There was also, you know, the people who would eventually create Grand Theft Auto. This huge phenomenon. I was going to bring this up. Space Station, Silicon Valley, Space Station, Silicon yeah. Valley. Yeah. and there was also Body Harvest. Body Harvest, um, oh, Body yeah, Harvest was a an alien game where you jump into vehicles and drive around. You steal well, vehicles. It was exactly like what wait, GTA vehicle, would become. You would, you would steal their body though. That was the core of it, right? Body Harvest. Well, no, the, the aliens were doing that kind of stuff, right? Oh, no, that's, there was that, but I was thinking of Silicon Valley. That's yeah. right. You jump yeah. in that's the sheep's you take body, the body, but it was they, the same they're concept robots. They're they're robots. of yeah. uh, GTA. Yeah, this little microchip spider <laughs> thing. Yeah. No, but both of those games, Body Harvest was a little flawed, but Silicon Valley was awesome. There was Rocket Robot on Wheels. Yep. That Ooh, was, those guys went on to do Infamous. Yeah. So they're the yeah. people making info. What about uh, Shadow Man? Shadow Man was probably was not as good as we think it was no, when it really came wasn't. out. It wasn't. But it but was it interesting. Was, but it was dark. Scary. And it was yeah. scary. And it was unlike a lot of these colorful cartoonish games that the N64 sort of became synonymous with. Sure. Until kind of, you know, GoldenEye came around. And there were crazy oddities too, like Wipeout 64, which, you know, at the time mm. uh, was a, yeah. a Sony-owned studio. And that that even happened was crazy. Yeah. You know, they, they were all these weird, um, weird games that should have never made it out that came out on the N64. Did we mention uh, Mario Golf? I think that was the first Mario oh, yeah. Golf. Mario Golf was on there. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, there was this weird. Camelot, uh, do that. Camelot. I forget. I don't know if they did the first Mario Golf, okay. but yeah. I feel like that any game that really nailed four-player uh, mm-hmm. was a hit with my friends and I, especially because I, I think I took my N64. Uh, to college because I, I I got it right before I went to, to college and we just played Goldeneye and Perfect Dark and Mario Kart and anything that came around. 
it was four players, and we were always looking for that next Smash Brothers. Big, yeah, Smash Brothers, oh, you know, yeah. the next yeah. big four-player game that would come around that would just dominate the dorm room, and people would just hear all of us screaming in the room down the hall, knock on the door, and there'd be beer all over the floor and a bunch of guys sitting And that was really the perfect marriage of hardware and software, I felt like, because yeah. you didn't have to do much to set it up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All four controllers were always plugged in, no multi-taps, nothing like that. You turn the thing on, and you were going within seconds, right? That was so special about the N64. Yeah, it actually kind of ruined multiplayer for me forever, because like I still, to this day, can't really get into a lot of online multiplayer, really? because... That the was the apex anymore. for me. Was just like having friends in the same room, and I don't get that anymore because I, you know, like I live with my fiance. I don't, li- I don't have three guys uh, drinking beer in my apartment all day. Thank God. But uh, like, if you want, just invite us, man. <laughs> Coming over. Uh, you know, it was, it was just such a great time to to play video games like that, like yeah. uh, around a TV on one couch. Yeah. Like you know? I was, I was in college, so yeah, yeah. everyone would just come over and we all play Perfect Dark. Yeah, you know? yeah. Good. I don't want to. I remember a couple other that I have yeah. to throw yeah. in there. Don't forget about the W uh, W E game. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. Uh, also Pokemon Puzzle League. Mm-hmm. So I reviewed mm. some a little biased, but that game so, was Tetris Attack, basically yeah. with the Pokemon theme. It was awesome. Still one of my favorite puzzle games to date, and really tons of character. I'd love to see a sequel. There were there were a lot of crazy <laughs> Japanese things too. So first of all, Doctor Mario sixty four we played a ton because they had a four player mode too. Yeah. So my family we used to play that. But there were Japanese uh, Japan only games like Bio Tetris. This was a Tetris game where you had a sensor you attached to your ear, and it would measure your it would measure your your heartbeat. And if you you could you'd have two modes. One is if you're getting more excited, it would get worse. Yeah, so it would like, it's basically the heart attack mode. What? The other one is slow down the game if you're getting too excited. And it was a really good version of Tetris. Never came yeah. out here. Tetris 64 uh, in Japan. Only. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. It was awesome. Don't, See, don't, this is why I loved uh, the site back in the day because I remember I grew up growing up reading Nintendo Power. There would be a page at the back of each issue that would be like. Now in Japan, and it would just be <laughs> these blurry pictures of like Mario World Two or whatever they Earthbound were bound for Earthbound. sixty-four, and uh, there was no real connection to any of the people who wrote for Nintendo Power or anything. But I would read you guys, uh, and you would talk about Space World, and you would talk about Japan, and you'd be like. Where the IGN team is going to Japan to play new games. And I was like, they're, they're going to Japan. That's amazing. And it was like, I knew your names. And I was like, they were like my friends that lived on a website. And you guys were going to play the, the games of the future and stuff like that. It was so cool. Yeah, we went, we, and we got excited about everything. It's yeah. like, ODT is coming out on N64. Oh, yeah. ODT is coming from Psygnosis. What's ODT? You know, like everybody, we were just excited about any piece of software to come out. You know, then we got a little bit more realistic when we yeah, played the yeah. games finally. But it was a time of, of really kind of like fandom, right? Yeah. We yeah. really loved the system and the kind of Nintendo fandom. We're, of we're also way Nintendo. better at, uh, at vetting rumors now because you yeah. guys were well, yeah. the worst. <laughs> that's why the term, we had the term, and I don't think it's a bad term at all, but enthusiast press. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's very yeah. fitting. Well, that's what it was. We loved, you know, we, we still love games yeah. and we get excited around games, but it was. You know, the people who were running the game studios at the time were all twice our age. Mm. You know, we were all like 19 years old. And, you know, so there was definitely like the sense of, oh, the kids who are really excited about <laughs> our games. Now it's very different yeah. already. We're, yeah. we're, we're still, uh, we still love, love well, everything. Just to cap that off, yeah. of those 300, how many games? 87? 387. Yeah. It's more, there's a lot of fireworks still going on. Is it bothering you now that... Punishment, okay. Rogue Squadron, there's yeah. a lot more. Oh, right? yeah. Rogue Squadron. Because like, I, I, I get that? a little defensive because I worked on the channel and stuff that people, I don't think, give the N64 enough credit. It's easy to say, like, Super Mario 64 came out and there was nothing. And that's not true. Blast Corps came out and then some of these others. It's just, 
the the wait was long between the really good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. that happened to GameCube too. Like yeah. some of the great. And great it's happening to Wii U too. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. very cyclical, right? Yeah. I mean, in the end, if you own a Nintendo platform, you can be sure that you're going to get some awesome games, yeah. right? But there, there are not going to be as many as they are on yeah. kind of the, the other platforms. Well, IGN published a list of the top 25 N64 games of all time in the year 2000. How list, many did we do? I'm requesting say? for a redo. <laughs> I'm requesting a redo right now. Since so then. it's just not been updated? No, not since the year wow. 2000. Let's update it. Yeah. Oh man, let's do it let's right do now. It. So this is uh, compiled by Pear, Matt, and Aaron Bolden. You can't prove anything. Yeah. Why, why weren't you involved in this list? Yeah. I don't think I was. What year? Uh, it was 2000. It probably was before August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's June. June okay. 16th. Oh wow, June I met these guys at E3 when they were writing it, basically. So number 25, he, he was wearing a leather tie. Oh yeah, Harvest Moon 64. Harvest That's a good game. 64. All right. I never played that I, one. I'll stand by that. Yeah. So you have a synopsis in the morning writer's take. For each yep. one of the games. Yep. You mentioned Rocket <laughs> Look at Robot. the bars. <laughs> Rocket Robot on wheels. <laughs> I never played that game. What, it's really good. What was that Great game? I guess physics. I can read it was the one of those synopsis. Come on, it's a like, Sly Cooper physics. team. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Before uh, they were. Golf. Yeah. Nintendo should have ne- never let them get away. They should have made them a second Yeah. Party. Space Station Silicon Valley. Excellent game. Had a nasty bug in the original run where you couldn't complete it. Glass Core. Really cool still. Jet Force Gym. Oh, yeah. Rare. rare. Jet Force also. Nuts. Is that one really that good? No. Yeah. No, it's, right? That was, one is there because decent, Aaron liked it better than both yeah. of us. I don't like it. It was yeah. decent, but it was more forgettable. Yeah. It has, love, it, it has its fans. Game. It's a clever game. Yeah, I just feel like... Conker's Bad Fur Day in the yeah. Yeah. Conker, jeez. Yeah. So that wouldn't have been out by this time, I don't think, by year 2000. It was um, a good game. That's a good point. NHL 99. Good game. That reminds me of Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. was one of my favorite games. There were some really good sports games. That was a really good game. All-Star Baseball 2001. Oh, man. Excite Bike 60. Yeah. I forgot to mention. Uh-huh. So Mario Kart 64. Number yeah. 17? <laughs> Too low. Oh, come on, that's top three. <laughs> 1080 snowboarding. Love it. Yeah, yep. that game is really, really See, good. See, yeah, Look, that is funny. Double bar. Yeah, now with a double bar. <laughs> yeah. Here's two bars. Ooh. Resident Evil 2. Yeah, and this was a big deal. This was a big deal. They had to get the biggest cartridge ever made. Yeah. They, they had to probably plunk down a lot of cash those, or maybe mm-hmm. Nintendo. Because it had all the pre-rendered data. It wasn't using... You know, oh, that's right. There was FMVs, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. FMV backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is a great Madden. game. Yeah. Madden. Was Madden really good in 99, I guess? I, see, I never played Aaron the Aaron Bolding was game. on this yeah, list yeah, who yeah, went yeah, on so to yeah. run our sports stuff, yeah. so you can see the info. Ridge Racer 64, I don't think belongs that, that high on this list. Wait, wait, did it beat Mario Kart? It beat Mario Kart by a lot. What was the voting process there? Well, it's like when you get three people together, right? You create a list, and you know, I know Casa really loved the spin move in the game. Remember this This game had the spin? I never played this game. All the others didn't really do it. He liked the sound the car made every time, and he got like obsessed with it. Yeah, we are totally IGN commenters right now. We're reading a list <laughs> yeah, written by IGN. That's nice because it was so long yeah. ago that we, yeah. can, we can do this. Yeah. yeah. What is that? Uh, Steve's going to be yeah. mad at us. WrestleMania. 2000. Good game. Super Smash, Smash Brothers. Yeah, a little low. Yeah, you wrote the take on that one. Yeah. Talk about an underrated game. That's right. Super Smash Brothers literally came out of nowhere. <laughs> out there. Which is true. It was created <laughs> from nothing. <laughs> and... Some uh, okay. critics blast full of pair typos, man. I've grown as a writer. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's awesome. So, the second language. The reason why this is funny is that Pear will be the first to point out any grammatical errors that yeah. you yeah. make. So. I'm, I'm terrible at that. Uh, Shallow one player mode. Huh? ISS right. was great. Really good. Really ISS good. was the great. soccer game was good? Yeah. yeah. Those games were amazing. Rayman 2. That was really solid. good, too. Really solid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was good. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That oh, was I excellent. Get THPS. Yeah. I, I played it on PlayStation. So. Talk yeah. about yeah. talk about a style of game that really Boom. lit up the ages and disappeared. Yeah. Right, like yeah. the whole action sports genre disappeared. It's gonna come back. That belongs in the top ten. Absolutely. That, that is a really good game. 
Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie. So, so good. Wave Race, Race. yes. So mm-hmm. much fun. Excitebike. So I wouldn't rate Excitebike 64 ahead yeah, of Wave Race now or Banjo Kazooie for that matter, yeah. but it is an excellent and, and overlooked game. Damon, it's good, and you can make you list. can make your own. Stages. It's not on this list, oh, but also remember. I don't know what year it came out. So yeah, you know, maybe. actually it was. It was after. I think it was after. Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. Goldeneye, obviously. Comes perfect dark, perfect above dark. Yeah. Wow. It should be. So only two left. You know why? Because it came out this month. That's probably. It did come out. Oh, it came out in May. Just like a month. Before. Um, so everybody uh, was just playing. The okay, robot. number three. So that, if that's three, you know what two and one have to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. So good. Four, number two, yeah. and then Ocarina of Time. Well, I feel like the 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 two top ones are the right picks. Yeah. Where would you put Majora's Mask in there? Where would Majora's Mask? Oh, it well, this that came was out after, That was my first. Majora's Mask would be really high for me. I yeah. really really love that game. I mean, you're not a fan. Wasn't there wasn't there a Paper Mario game for the N64? Yeah, but maybe maybe just not after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't out. It came out after. It's too, it's too bad we never updated this list after. That's crazy. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm definitely, I want this list updated. This is going to be a project. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, w- I would love to do this. <laughs> I also like the extras at the end, the top fives at the end. So top five imports, top five canceled mm-hmm. games. We should bring this back. Top five biggest N64 threats. Number one, PS2. It's just, <laughs> 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 number four, delays. Kitty perception by gamers. <laughs> That's kind of Aaron Bolding writing if I've ever seen it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Xbox. Sure. Top That's five great. reasons to buy a dolphin. No, it was number called one, exclusive the dolphin first game party game. software. Number two, exclusive second party <laughs> software. Damon, they're two completely different <laughs> things. Yeah. Wow, yeah. this is really this is really, this cool. is really crappy. Wait, then, number four is PS2. Yeah. The, for top That's five top reasons to buy yeah, a like, <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what? This was this was snarky for yeah, yeah, fanboys. The last right? one on the list is top five random filler words. Yeah. Lemonade. Uh, uh, made it. Pear, pear, donkeys. donkeys. Oh, is that because I probably <laughs> asked him, like, hey, make a nice table. In there, list yeah. some other things, and that's what they turned around just yeah. to. <laughs> By to the spite way, me. that's probably Casmosia. <laughs> that is definitely Casmosia. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. See, and this is what it's always weird. set this site apart for me from everyone else even attempting to do anything like that, was that there was personality there, right? Like, even in, in something that's as serious game journalism as a list, uh, we wrote every single thing, it ends with just like, here's a bunch of garbage words, like Fran and Lemonade. Yeah, I, I do think that people really forget that, is I know IGN has grown from 2 million to 55 million, and there's a lot resting on our shoulders, but like... We're just like you, man. We're we're making the same comments. We think of the same stuff, but (laughs) um, we, you know, don't forget that you know we have the same personalities still. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you know what I just remembered? We used to put hidden text in all the features. What? Like a lot of the old features. You hover through the paragraphs with the mouse drag. Yeah. And we'd have like secrets in there. We did white text. (laughs) We just blew. So you and the N64 really had no games. But but here's (laughs) no. But here's the thing. Like so, all that white text when we moved our content to a new. A content management system, it changed mm. the font colors. And so all the white text suddenly is visible. And so some of the articles are like complete junk. You can't read them because they'll say, say like chicken legs in the middle of the article and stuff. Yeah, we would leave clues in the mailbag and stuff too yeah. um, for like secrets. Wait, actually. so you guys would walk over each other, hey, I put up that uh, cool Paper Mario preview and I hit uh, some chicken legs in there. <laughs> no, you wouldn't tell anybody. You would like you would let people find out. Really? Like, yeah, and, and you know, readers would write in like those in the note would go like, nice one. It was good Easter. Wow. Wow. Uh, Before we wrap up this special Nintendo 
uh, themed GameScoop, we should mention the new big Nintendo game coming out this week, Super Smash Brothers on 3DS. Uh, I, Jose gave it a great review, 8.8 yeah. here on IGN. It's getting similarly great uh, reviews all over the place. So it seems like it was, seems like a big gamble when they first announced. It's great. Yeah, going to be coming out screen. 3DS and the Wii U, but 3DS is coming out first. But uh, it seems like everybody is really digging it. Brian, I know you played a bunch yeah, of games. Yeah, it's, uh, we we uh, we are playing a ton of a ton of it in the office. I was at uh, Tokyo Game Show last week, and a bunch of us. Had it, and we all had the demos too. And before that, we were just nonstop playing. Like every time someone was like, "We have to take a train; it's an hour away," or "We have to wait in the yeah. line; it's thirty minutes." Whatever it was, you did that at Disneyland too, right? Yeah, like you I played went to, in I went line to Tokyo at Disney. Oh, you did go to Tokyo Disney. Yeah, and they said we went on the first ride line, and they said it's gonna be forty-five minutes to get onto the ride. And they were, we said, "Awesome!" And we all flipped <laughs> our three DSs open and started playing. Um, it's great. It's amazing that that they pulled it off, and that it's something that like that, when I remember playing the N sixty four version of Smash Brothers and thinking like this is this could never work on a handheld, right? Mm-hmm. And but we all wanted it. We all wanted yeah. it, and we begged for years, and now here it is, and uh, it's just so cool that that that's there, and it's such a great culmination of all their characters for decades. And- it- and most of it works perfectly fine on the 3DS, right? It can yeah. be tough to follow the action simply because the screen is smaller. And, and you know, that was one of the worries before it came out. It's like, can you pull off this type of, uh, this style of game on a small screen? Um, they did a pretty damn good job. Yeah. I mean, they built in all these kind of features to, to help you find where, you, where the characters are. There's a lot to do. I mean, over 30 characters in that game. Looks beautiful, runs at 60, even in 3D, so smart. Um, kudos to Namco too for pulling that off yeah. on the mm-hmm. development side. Yeah. But you know, now that we look at this, like uh, a former big console franchise is now on the handheld, and it's almost like the 3DS is now the lead platform for Nintendo. You know, yeah. you've got yeah, right. the two biggest games, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, and then Mario and everything else, and Zelda on the 3DS first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's pretty, uh, pretty telling. Do you think the Wii version still comes this year? I mean, like that's what Nintendo. Oh, yeah, for saying. sure. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, In 2014. Huh? Yeah. I used to I used to think otherwise. I, I was sure it'd be delayed, but I mean, this this game is ready to rock on 3ds. It's done. It's awesome. Yep. It, it works. Uh, it, it just put it on Wii U and let me and throw my money at. That's why I feel like it's almost like an appetizer for the Wii U, yeah. and I don't mean that in a condescending yeah. way. It's like there is something different about playing it on a big screen with friends like this, right? Like you did it. You did two player with a friend, but most of the time you're not in the same space with another player with a yeah. second DS and a second copy of the game because you you can't do single cartridge. Yeah. Um, that's where I feel like it is a little bit of the appetizer. What's cool though is that you have all this Nintendo love in the 3DS version. Every stage is based on you know handheld franchises, different music from the Wii U version. Yeah, so yeah. even though the roster of characters is going to be the same, you get a lot of difference in the stages and and some exclusive modes. Yeah, there's, in the there's, Wii U there's a stage too. based on uh, Picto Chat, the yep. chat the chat app for DS. There's a stage based on WarioWare. But like when this comes to Wii U, it's going to bring me back to what I was talking about earlier, which is you know four of my friends sitting around a television yeah. yelling and screaming and drinking beer. Yeah. Cannot wait for the Wii U version. That's why I haven't really dove into the the 3DS version. Like I when I go home, I'm just playing like Destiny, being yeah. quite honest. But um, I am so excited for the Wii U version, and it's done. And the only reason I can explain why they haven't confirmed the release date is what we're talking about. They want to yeah. sell. They want to sell this, yeah. and it, it makes sense that they don't want to. Tell everybody just wait for this other version. It, yeah. it also like, doesn't position the 3DS version as a lesser version when it's out first. That's right. right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's you're really excited for this game. You go out, you have a great time with it. It is a fantastic game. I, you know, I really do think they pulled off a little marvel on the handheld there. Yeah. Um, but then we all know on the Wii U, it's gonna be, it's gonna feel different. 
Yeah, I feel like it's it's sort of like watching a movie on your iPad on a plane and then seeing it in the theater a few months that's later. A, yeah, that's yeah. a good comparison. Mm. All right, I think that's all the scoops we have for you today. Fran, Pear, Brian, thank you for joining me for the IG anniversary. The Nintendo 64 is 18 years old. IGN is 18 years old. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us all these years. I'm sure I'm not the only person that started reading this, you know, N64 in 1996 and is still reading the site today. So we think that's awesome that you still come out and talk about video games with us every day. This week, I leave you with a song off my new EP, Black Cloud Volume 2. Volume 1 was out last year and included the song Good Morning California. The lyrics on Black Cloud were all written by former game scooper Ryan Geddes. So, this song is called Modified, off Black Cloud Volume 2, available now in your favorite music service. My name is Damon, this is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. I shook you in my dream As hard as I could stand When I stopped you fell away Pockets full of sand Waking up a world away Cutting through the air 7,000 miles to kill I'll see you when I'm there Just look into my eyes You're watching it decay